What's up guys, this is Scott from Iron Legion. This is episode 251 of Strong the Iron Will Way, official podcast of the Iron Legion Strength Company. So, uh, second podcast in about two weeks now, getting my shit together again. Uh, still still kind of shaking the cobwebs out of uh, this quarantine business. Um, again, we're in Maine, we're still... Uh, pretty restricted. Uh, the gym's been able to open up for personal training for a while now, which has been a godsend. Been awesome. Been uh, a sense of somewhat normalcy. We have to run things a bit differently, but um, we are running. Uh, I'm on my way into the gym now, so at least uh, the first half of my day still feels normal. But the rest of the day still feels weird. You know, the kids are still pretty much home all the time, not allowed to go do a lot of stuff. Restaurants are still super limited. Um, I mean, my wife and I haven't been out of the house to do anything together in months, uh, and it's it's stressful, man. I definitely notice uh, I'm I'm not particularly prone to anxiety or that type of thing, but I'm definitely uh, having more of it lately, <clears throat> and and it's not always clearly defined. It's just a uh, a kind of this constant sense of uh, not knowing what the fuck's going on or will be going on or uncertainty, uh, loss of lack of control. So I don't want to spend the whole time talking about that. I just wanted to open with that because I feel like uh, many people are still having a hard time uh, with everything that's going on. Um, and, not, and, 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 and of course, in addition to that, all the racial strife and uh, fighting and uh, just everybody at odds with everybody, politics, COVID, all of it, uh, everybody just having a really tough time and uh, I think feeling feeling b- bad that they're having a rough time, you know, feeling like why why am I having such a hard time, why, why can't I just uh, get past this, but uh, I don't think anybody really can, I think some of us are better than others at uh, pretending things are fine or putting the blinders on and getting what we have to get done, but uh, overall it's a, it's a tough time, so if you're having a tough time, you are definitely not alone, uh, I don't know a single person who honestly isn't having a hard time, uh, whether you can see it or not, you know, I talk to a lot of people in the course of a day, and I can tell you for sure that most of them are having a hard time, and I, I would go so far as to say, even without all this shit going on, most people are having a hard time with something or another at any given time. I think about 10 people that I know, almost every day, nine of them are having a tough time with something that most people don't know about. So just keep that in mind as you go out your day and uh, think about how you react to other people or probably, or how they react to you. Yeah, there's probably something going on. That but anyway, what I wanted to talk about today was nutrition. Uh, I haven't talked about nutrition in a while. Um, and we've been rolling out some nutritional guidance uh, at Iron Legion again, finally. Uh, throughout the quarantine, we had some time to really evaluate what we what we do, what we don't do, what we should be doing more of. And uh, one thing that became apparent the more we thought about it was that uh, you know people definitely still need some nutritional guidance. Uh, this has been a challenge for us in the past because um, I'm not always. Let me, let me rephrase that. I want to make sure we're delivering, let's call it nutrition, in a, in a format, in a way that's most beneficial to our clients and aligns with our values and our thoughts about the subject and also aligns and uh, matches with our 
very detailed kind of meal plan, de detailed out with calories and macros. If, and if you don't know what macros are, that's macronutrients, so how much carbohydrate, how much protein, how much fat. So someone might say, all right, you should eat 2,000 calories a day, 150 grams of protein, 250 grams of carbs, 100 grams of fat, whatever. I'm making up those numbers. It's probably going to add up to 2,000 calories, but you get the idea. Um, and then the client goes home with that information and uh, a meal plan and follows it and then maybe checks in with the coach every week or two uh, see how they're doing put them on the scale see if they've lost weight measure their body fat take some circumference measurements maybe see if they've lost inches now we're assuming this is a weight loss client this, in this scenario um, and you know depending on how the client's done in terms of weight loss or inches lost or body fat caliper measurement they either uh, get a gold star for the week or you know they feel like they did a bad job for the week so I'm not really a fan of that method, uh, specifically with uh, the, the kind of average person, I would say, who um, I'm, I'm thinking about when I think about the person that needs help. I think that approach works well for athletes, um, bodybuilders, competitive athletes who really can dial in to that degree of uh, accuracy and be that strict and are okay with that kind of... Uh, gauge of progress, measuring and weighing, uh, body fat measurement, all that stuff. Because at the end of the day, if you're a bodybuilder or a fitness competitor, that stuff is what you're going to be judged on, and that's important. Uh, if you're a normal person who's struggled with weight, body image, things of that nature, and uh, eating, eating disorders or things of that nature, uh, asking you to start counting calories and everything you eat, to start weighing your food, to start me to start putting a tape measure around your body, put you on the scale, uh, leads to bad things, uh, bad associations with the meetings. Um, I don't see a whole lot of, uh, I might see progress during the program, but I don't see continued progress because um, there's just a lot of things that I don't love about that. So we've been searching for a way to do it a little better. Um, not, I shouldn't say better, differently, differently. Uh, and knowing the fact that we're actually not nutritionists, uh, what it came down to is we found a program called Precision Nutrition that we use. And anyway, they, the nutrition nutritionists at Precision Nutrition are providing the nutritional details. What we're basically providing is the behavioral coaching involved. And that's really 90% of what nutritional change, in, in my opinion, is. Because by now, as adults, most of us have a pretty good sense of what we should be eating and should be not, not be eating. We have a good sense of what we might be doing too much of, not enough of, and so forth. What we really need is to learn how to change those behaviors and have someone help us do it. So all this was just a precursor to get to the thing that I've seen, and again, you guys know I've been doing this for about, oh man, 25, 30 years now, working with clients in uh, a personal training type of setting, doing a lot of different versions of nutrition, you know, as I've evolved as a coach and as a just a human being, uh, I've learned a lot about how to teach nutrition, how to coach nutrition, how not to coach nutrition, what works for me, what works for other people, and without fail, without fail, the, almost everybody who struggles in this area has very similar, all the people have very similar challenges. And that challenge is uh, managing their food throughout the day um, in a way that is most beneficial. Meaning, 
let's break that even more. That was that was a terrible explanation. Better explanation. Not eating enough throughout the day, overeating at night. Most common. Okay. So here is the scenario, right? Uh, Jack gets up in the morning and he's got to hustle. From from the minute he gets up, he's got to hustle. He's, he's probably set his alarm a little too close to the time he has to really be out the door, or maybe hit snooze one or two times. Grabs a cup of coffee on the way out the door, or maybe grabs coffee on the way to work. Um, gets to work, bam, got to get going right away. Now, even when people are working from home, I find this might even be worse because maybe on the way to the office, this per Jack would have stopped and grabbed some food, but now he's home, so he just gets up. Maybe probably a little later because he doesn't have the commute. Bam, just roll right over to the computer. Uh, drinking some coffee, kind of get the day going, and then uh, maybe a you know cup of coffee or two or three, and you're not really very hungry, right? Because you got the coffee going that keeps you uh, somewhat satiated in the stomach, and a little caffeine gives you some kind of fake energy, so you're going, going, and then maybe it's, you know, 10 o'clock, 10, 30, 11, all that stuff starts to wear off, you're like, oh man, I gotta eat. Maybe it's a quick, carby, you know, bagel or muffin or something, fruit, something that's sitting there, and then uh, that holds you over for a little while later, still trying to hustle, still trying to work, quick lunch, um, you know, maybe some kind of snack in the afternoon, get home, and now starving. So hungry, so also didn't probably drink enough water throughout the day, so also super thirsty. The combination of those things leads to massive cravings and loss of discipline. Okay, meaning I'm on the way home, I'm starving, I'm thirsty, everything sounds good, I don't care anymore about trying to eat smart or healthy because I'm just I'm just ravenous. So I'm at the drive-through, making a poor decision. Uh, ordering also probably more than I should because I'm so hungry. Uh, I'm calling ahead for pizza and I'm literally eating it in the car on my way home because I can't even wait till I get home. So I'm, I'm back and paint the scenario because I have done this many times. I still do. You know, I'm dripping the shit on my lap. I got my mouth is burnt from the hot cheese. I'm, I'm practically getting in a car accident because I'm trying to grab a napkin at the same time. I mean, probably grabbing a, if I'm good, a Diet Coke. If I'm not good, a Coke to wash it down with because I'm, I'm such a sweet tooth because I'm so, so crashed from not eating for so long. So now I've just overeaten, basically ruined my day, sent my blood sugar into a tailspin, and then I'll probably finish that up with uh, some alcohol or some ice cream or something because I'm still trying to correct this spinning out of control blood sugar that's left me with a big sweet craving. So if we break that down, right, that's what, that's, that's some version of that is what's happening to a lot of people. Um, and a lot of times we'll have that problem where we say, oh man, I just, I mean, I have no discipline, you know, at night for my sweets or something like that. Or I have no discipline at three or four o'clock at the sweet tooth. And I wanted to dive into that discipline thing because uh, we got to make sure we're not setting ourselves up to fail here. And I'll give you this example. So let, let's just say I decide that I'm going to start getting my workouts in at, at 6 a.m. I'm ready. To, I'm, I'm fired up. I am ready to go. I'm going to go on a, a year-long training tear, and I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. 6 a.m. is the time i got to do it because the way my schedule is, that's the only time I can get it, right? So I'm highly motivated. i got my workouts all mapped out. i got my meal plans all mapped out, and I go to bed at 9. I get up at 5, 
so I've had uh, eight hours, nice good night of sleep, and I uh, get up at five and have my breakfast, have my coffee, and I hit the gym and I'm ready to rock. Now, let's say that goes on for a couple weeks, and then I hit the point where um, I start kind of getting less, uh, let's not even use those as much. At night, um, my wife starts to be bummed out that I'm getting to go to bed at nine. I don't, I don't get to spend any time with her uh, like we usually do before bed. So I'm like, you know what, let's just, you know, I'll, I'll go to bed at 10 or 11. I can get by, we'll start watching some Netflix. So little by little, I'm going to bed at 11, 11.30. Now, when my alarm goes off at 5, I'm like, oh, man, this is rough. So I'm now, and you've all done this, don't tell me you haven't, I'm negotiating with myself at 5 a.m., right? I'm negotiating as I'm hitting snooze, saying, all right, well, maybe I need another recovery day. I'm feeling kind of sore still. I shouldn't work out today. I'm getting older. I probably need to rest more, so I'll, I'll just work out tomorrow. Tomorrow comes, same deal. Went to bed at 11.30, 5 o'clock clones, hit snooze or just get to the gym late, so now I'm, I'm blowing off my workouts. So did I lose motivation? Uh, you know, maybe, kind of, if you really dig deep, because motivation hopefully would have kept me going to bed at nine. But what really happened is I set myself up to fail because I'm fucking tired. And when I'm tired, I make bad decisions. You know, there's an expression in uh, sports and in the military, fatigue will make a coward out of anybody. So you can take the bravest, most badass motherfucker you can find, but, uh, you know, exhaust that guy, keep him awake for a week at a time, give him no food, make him physically exhausted, emotionally exhausted. There's, there's not as much bravery there anymore, right? This is what happens to us. So you can't put yourself in what I would call a physiologically vulnerable position to make food decisions. Meaning, let's imagine an alternate scenario to this to Jack's day. So now Jack wakes up a little bit earlier. Jack sets his alarm for 30 minutes earlier than he used to. He's going to have already prepared some form of high-protein, healthy breakfast, at least as much of it as he can. So let's say we're going to suggest he's going to do an omelet with veggies and some fruit on the side, maybe a little oatmeal, something like that. So he's going to have the veggies all chopped up the night before. He's going to have... Um, Maybe he's going to do instant oatmeal. It takes about a minute, so that's going to be fine. He's going to have a banana. That's going to be easy. So basically, he's just going to have all his veggies chopped up, right? So he wakes up in the morning, still half asleep, gets the frying pan going, scrambles up three eggs, throws the veggies in the pan, throws the eggs in the pan, throws a little cheese in the pan, and meanwhile, he's cooking his one-minute oatmeal. Bam, five minutes, he's got his omelet. So he eats a pretty hearty, pretty healthy breakfast within 30 minutes to an hour of waking up, you know? Maybe he has one cup of coffee while that's going, but that's it. Uh, then he eats, uh, has a little bit of coffee while he's eating, and then he's on to his water. So by 8 o'clock, he's already had his coffee, his big breakfast meal, and he's already starting to hydrate. Now, uh, he's already got planned that at 10.30 at work, he's going to have uh, a good snack too. So maybe he's got, um, you know, an apple uh, and some peanut butter on his on his menu for a snack. Okay, he's gonna get some some healthy carbs in the fruit. Get some decent fat and protein in his uh, in his protein and just uh, in his peanut butter and stabilize his blood sugar levels. So um, now he has lunch at uh, you know one o'clock and he's again prepared this. So he's already thought ahead. 
what he's going to eat for lunch. So he's not left scrapping for whatever uh, is laying around the office or whatever is laying around the house or whatever he can find for takeout. He's going to uh, eat, you know, he's got a turkey sandwich with him or something like that. He's already got a lunchtime stack scheduled, which is, again, uh, some form of maybe fruit, maybe yogurt, maybe cottage cheese, something fairly clean. But by the time he gets home now for dinner, he's on the, in the car on the way home, he's, he's quite satisfied. He's already hit a large, num, a large amount of his caloric requirements for the day, right? He's feeling physically pretty full. Um, he's got taken in a lot of nutrients. He's hydrated. So he's not really craving anything or, or particularly hungry. So he's, very now, he's much less likely now to hit Wendy's on the way home or order a pizza because he's not feeling that craving. His blood sugar is stable and he's satisfied. So he's going to have dinner when he gets home because it's dinner time and he's got to you know, continue to fuel his body, but it's going to be a much more moderate in calories and a much healthier choice. And then he's going to um, probably not be craving massive ice cream, candy, junk afterwards because, again, he's, uh, he's stable throughout the day. So did... Did this guy achieve more motivation and discipline uh, at 8 o'clock to be able to avoid the ice cream? Not necessarily, right? It's just that he was put himself in a physiological, physiologically strong position to not get cravings. You know, the cravings don't come if you've eaten properly throughout the day and stabilized. You know, the cravings come more when you're not... When you're not in a stable uh, blood sugar situation, so think about the times where you know we might all have certain foods that we just love and we have a hard time saying no to. But think about the difference between when you are haven't eaten all day. Uh, maybe you're you know at work just nonstop, or working in the yard, or working in the house, or something. You just haven't taken that time to eat, and then all of a sudden someone comes in with a, a plate of freshly made brownies, right? And you're just like, oh get out of the way because I'm going downtown on these things versus you just had a large meal uh, and you're feeling good and then somebody brings in the brownies you're like you know what man those look awesome but I'm, I'm good I can pass it's the same idea right that you still have a taste for the food but the ability to say no is so much easier because you're satisfied so um, think about that take a look at your day and, and see where you're kind of giving, you're, you're falling apart and look backwards to that and see how you may have created this scenario, right? So typically it's, again, using too much caffeine in the morning to get by and then that wears off and all of a sudden you're starving. It's going too long without meals throughout the day. Uh, so maybe you're like eating a really small or crappy lunch or skipping lunch and then you're crashing at three and going for that like coffee and sweet roll or something like that. But uh, take a look and, and try to, you know, correct that, you know, front load your day a little bit more. Eat more food in the morning, more food at lunch, and you'll probably find, uh, you know, you're, you're able to eat a little bit less for dinner. Uh, and again, we're not even talking about trying to count calories, restrict calories, what type of foods you should be eating or not, you know, good foods versus bad foods. We're not even getting into that. We're just trying to control energy levels and blood sugar levels to allow you to make better decisions and decisions that will ultimately make you feel better. Uh, but without fail, uh, no matter what program you're following, uh, 
being hydrated throughout the day is going to be a big one. Eating uh, small meals frequently throughout the day is going to be a big one. Uh, stabilizing sugar levels with the right choice is going to be a big one. So best way to start that is uh, eat more throughout the day, particularly early. And then uh, I've had a lot of people say, I'll ask them if they eat breakfast. They say, yes. So well, what time do you eat? Uh, nine. What time do you get up? Five. Okay, no, that's not breakfast. That's four hours after you got up. It might be the first meal of your day. That's not breakfast, right? So I'll encourage that person to work towards getting that meal within ideally, you know, 30 minutes to 45 minutes of waking up. Maybe that person that's taking four hours to get there, I'm not going to start them there, right? Maybe they'll work on getting it three hours away from, you know, if they get up at five and eat at nine, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot for eight, I'm going to shoot for seven, I'm going to shoot for six. So we're going to work our way towards that, but, uh, can't go four hours without eating uh, right in the morning and then expect your sugar levels or anything to be uh, remotely stable throughout the day and your appetite and your energy. So anyway, hope that helps and uh, I will talk to you guys later.